Welcome back in. It is a great pleasure, and I'm very grateful that Ryan Fox uh, says he's happy to talk to us just after the uh, place championship has finished. He joins us out of the US now. Foxy, welcome in. Hi, Steph. Um, geez, this is pretty real. I don't think any other golfer in the in the field will be talking to a radio station at this time. What's the time of night over there at the moment? Uh, it's only nine o'clock. Oh, so okay. It's not too bad. Right, your your summation of your week's performance because uh, in the first hour and a half of the show we asked for people for their highlights of the weekend. Zoe Hobbs uh, going under eleven seconds in the hundred meters was one of them, and you were the other one. Um, fantastic tournament from you. Yeah, look, I'm pretty happy. I would have liked to not bogey the last today. Um, <laughs> that would have made it slightly sweeter. But yeah, I mean. It's it's a tough golf course out there. Um, you know there is some scores to be had, especially on Saturday. It was it was fairly gettable, but um, you're on edge the whole time. Um, there's some pretty intimidating golf shots out there, especially that one on 17 is, is yeah pretty pretty awful at times. But um, yeah, look, I'm I'm overall pretty happy. The game was a little scrappy here and there, but um, you know to to play a little scrappy and, and finish in the top 30 in an event like that, I, I certainly can't complain. Is that a, I was mentioning on the show earlier that <clears throat> you've struggled to find a stronger field in the world than the players. Everyone wants to play in it and everyone wants to do well. And the fact that you're, you're, you're absolutely in that top echelon, does, does that provide you with a little bit of impetus with, you know, you've got some more weeks up there in the US? Yeah, I just sort of get a bit more comfortable every week. Um, you know, there's no no feeling like um, I don't deserve to be here anymore. I, th- I think there was a little bit of that when I first came over here and played a few years ago, you know, qualified for a couple of majors. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's, you know, if I just got lucky or, or I should be here. Whereas now it's, yeah, it's, you know, the last couple of results have helped that, but also, you know, last year and getting to play with a few of the big guys and, and feeling a lot more comfortable in those situations. It's sort of, yeah, it's it's nice to know that I yeah I'm not necessarily an also ran in these tournaments. You know, I feel like if I have my A game for a week, I can definitely compete, and that's a good place to be. Uh, we've got a few. I asked the listeners to text in questions, seeing they were calling about you the first hour. So let's let's get through some. Staffy, I've got a question for Ryan Fox. Does he plan to continue playing in the PGA going forward? Because it's awesome seeing Kiwi battling it out with the best in the world. That's from Sean. Yeah, I've got a few starts over here um, through the top 50 ranking. So uh, I've got a week off this week, and then I've got the match play, uh, Valero Texas Open, the Masters, Hilton Head, um, and then I'm back for the PGA in May, uh, hopefully Memorial and Colonial, um, and then the US Open. So that'll be my starts in the US this year, and then it kind of depends on how I play if I get any more. So hopefully I can you know, turn one of these decent weeks into a really good week and get a few more starts over here. That would be nice. Is there a real tug of war with yourself? Because I know you'll be earning points and because you've played in the players, you're playing in the Masters, etc., etc. You could go to other PGA events and ask for a sponsor's exemption and you'd get it. But you've also got the DP World Tour points as well. Well, yeah, I, to be honest, at the moment, I've only got 12 you can only take 12 PJs Tour starts as a non-member. Okay. And that includes the majors and the WGC match play. So basically I've got seven. I can take seven PJ Tour starts and six of them, are, I think there's six top 50 events that I get into. Um, and I'm going to play all six of them, hopefully. And then the only other invite I could take would be 
I, I wanted one for Valero the week before the Masters so I could play the week before. Um, so I, I actually had to turn down a couple at the end of last year and a couple early this year, which was a little bit frustrating. Um, but if I play well enough to get what they call special temporary membership, um, then I can have unlimited invites. So that's kind of the goal of this trip to, to get enough FedEx Cup points up, which I don't actually know what the number is for that. Um, to, to get that special temporary membership and then I can play a little bit more over here. Um, it is frustrating to an extent to, you know, well, not necessarily playing these events, but I could have, you know, we've got a top 10 cards for the PGA Tour from Europe this year and I'm obviously missing quite a few European events or DP World Tour events to play over here, but it's also great getting the experience, getting to play in these massive events, events I've dreamed of, so I feel like I've kind of got two bites of the cherry this year. I can potentially play my way onto the PJ Tour from the PJ Tour or from the DP World Tour order of merit. So it's a, it's kind of a good place to be this year. Um, another question from Joe. Interesting question, actually. Can you ask Foxy, does he pay tax on his winnings in each country, then pick them up at the airport when he hops into his business class seat? So how does earnings work in different countries? Um, we get taxed at source mainly, um, and then I've got I've fill out a tax return in New Zealand, Australia, France, and England, and I'll probably have to <laughs> fill out one in the states as well this year. Um, and then my accountant does a whole bunch of work and figures out who, basically, how much money I owe or what not to um, in New Zealand. So we've all got sort of this tax agreements basically everywhere, so you don't get double taxed. Um, obviously, there's a fair chunk of expenses to work out in there as well, um, a fair chunk of provisional tax to pay too, and then hopefully we've done the maths properly and I don't get stung too bad at the end of every year. <laughs> I reckon your accountant must have one client, you. It sounds busy. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot busier the last couple of years, which is, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he minds it too much, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's quite complicated and certainly not something they tell you about early on. Um, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff. You know, you, if you're in France, you've got to pay something to join. I don't even know what it's called. It's some French name, obviously. And um, if you make you, you if you make a lot in France and you've signed up for this thing, you don't get stung too badly in tax. But if you haven't signed up, you get stung really bad. There's lots of weird stuff like that. So. I've got accountants in four different countries, basically. So, yeah, Jeez. it's quite it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, text come in from Sam saying, wondering if the um, full swing documentary team has been in evidence around you or, or have you seen them? Um, I haven't seen them personally, but, um, I mean, they've certainly been around. I know that. They're film, uh, from what I understand, they're filming season two. And unless you specifically opt out, um, you know, they're kind of around. Um, but it's it's hard in these weeks. I mean, I, I don't really know what normal is on the PJ Tour <laughs> in that sense anyway. So, look, they could, I could have seen them and walked right past them and just thought they were some PJ Tour media guys and not really known any better. So, um, yeah, it's I, I have no idea who they've done stories on or anything this year, but um, it seems like it was pretty well received last year. So I'm sure they'll be trying to do it bigger and better this year. Have you watched it, the one that they did filmed last year? I've watched a few episodes of it. It's kind of weird knowing people <laughs> in it. Like I, I found it, yeah, I did find that quite 
quite strange. Um, but I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, the, uh, the Brooks, Scotty Scheffler one, I, I quite enjoyed. I haven't watched all of them yet, but, um, you know, it's to see sort of what place Brooks was in mentally and physically at that point. And obviously Scotty Scheffler was on the complete opposite side. And, you know, I, I think Brooks, from from the inside, you know, he, it might have came across badly, but you could see how much the, all the other stuff didn't matter, that him golf was the most important thing for him. And because he couldn't do what he used to do or, or was sort of famous for doing, being clutch and winning and, and you know, being the best player in the world, he, you know, it was eating him. Mm. And to see someone like that, at you know, who has been at the top of the world, you know, was, you know, God on a golf course for a couple of years there um, to see see that and see mentally from the inside how he was feeling. It was pretty revealing, and I think every golfer's had um, parts of that. Um, and, and to actually have the Netflix crew there and sort of filming that, I think, gave a pretty good insight of, of what professional golf can do to people. My favourite episode, and don't know if you watched it, was Joel Damon, I think his name. Um, just, a, yep. just looks like an absolute rooster. Have you ever met him or played with him? I haven't I haven't played with him, but I actually said that to him in the locker room this week. I said, I'm sure you've heard it plenty of times, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed your Netflix episode. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, he goes, I enjoyed watching you lately on the Euro, on the DP World Tour. He said, I've got a young kid, so I haven't slept much, so the golf's always on in the middle of the night for us. <laughs> I said, and I sort of said, oh, I know how you feel at that point. So he's apparently one of the nicest guys out there. Um, and, yeah, I'll hopefully get a chance to play with him while I'm over here in this stretch. So um, end of a tournament tonight. What do the next few days look like for you, Foxy? Um, well, golf fans in New Zealand are going to be pretty jealous with me. I'm going to Augusta tomorrow. <laughs> Just for a hit. <laughs> yep, yep. So I get to play it um, in a practice round. Um, before before the actual tournament, uh, you're allowed to play a few. I'm actually being hosted by a member uh, through a friend of mine up there uh, on Monday night. So staying staying at Augusta Monday night and playing Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning, and then coming back to Jacksonville. And I uh, got a couple of days fishing in Jacksonville on Thursday and Friday before heading to Austin for the match play on Saturday. So I've got a got a nice little week planned actually. Life's terrible, way eh? it's awful. Someone's got to do it, Steph. <laughs> oh, good man, Foxy. I really appreciate you jumping on at short notice. And I know Text Machine's going nuts. They're loving hearing from you. And um, great start to the US swing, we'll call it. And we'll stay in touch and we wish you all the best uh, in the upcoming weeks, bud. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, mate. And just want to say thanks for all the support at home. It's been uh, been pretty crazy, not just this year, but the, the last sort of 18 months or so. So I really appreciate all of that. Good man. Go well, Foxy. Thanks, mate. Cheers. There he is, Ryan Fox, live out of the US on the back of the Masters. Absolutely fantastic to get him on the show. And he uh, loves talking to you people. And he said before he left, actually, when he comes back, he's going to come into studio for an hour or two with us and we can take your calls and um, learn from uh, one of the good guys. One of the good guys. Right, we'll take new sport and weather. We'll come back after that.